yesterday, which is the preparation day, you know, I had a, an excellent uh, preparation day, you know, uh, getting ready for the Sabbath. You know, I had an excellent day, not because I did anything worth noteworthy as far as uh, my career is concerned, uh, but um, because of the, uh, the good feeling I had about preparing and getting things done to come into the Sabbath day. And it really made me feel, it made me look at really, you know, what the scripture said, that you have to examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. And so, you know, I, I like to continue to examine myself, and I felt good about what I was seeing, okay? I'm not trying to, I'm not telling you that I'm content in any kind of way, but I felt peace of mind, not because of the, the things in the world, but because of the hope that I have for the future. Hope that I have here in this world that we live in, and of course, the hope that I have as it pertains to the kingdom of heaven. Now, you know, as I say again, you know, it's good to have hope. There's some people who don't have any hope. They live their lives uh, according to the flesh, carnality, and when the flesh is not able to, to allow them to enjoy themselves, then they don't really have much hope. You see, they don't have any, and I see so many people, so many people like that. But see, but when you believe in God, when you have hope in God, you have hope now here, and hope for the future. As Paul talked about in the book of, of Hebrews, I continue to, to hope for my family, as I say, and my church family, that one day the five of us will all be together. I have great hope for that. And I'll tell you something else. My wife and I and all of you working together, we have in our lives over the last 20-some years, we have set a high level as far as serving God and worshiping the Lord and keeping the truth. And I have great hope that I'll be able one day to tell my grandchildren and share that same hope with them, you know, one day. All right? I have hope in that, that I'm going to be able to sit down with, like Sister Marjorie sitting there with her great-grandchild. Grandchild. Wait a minute. Okay. Let me get it right there. Grandchild. That's right. Mike was her son. Her grandchild. Do you have any great grandchildren? Oh, you do? Okay. I'm thinking great here. But uh, I hope that I'll be able to transfer what God has, 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 uh, has given and done for me over the years. To my, my you know, so that, you know, the, the truth will continue. But I'm going to tell you something. If the Lord comes in this and delivers us and changes this mortal to immortality, oh, I would certainly enjoy holding grandchildren in a new heaven. In the new heaven. I have great hope in that. You, you see? And it's good to have hope. These are good hopes. You see what I'm saying? I don't have no carnal hopes because those kind of hopes are going to one day go right into the oven. Now, aren't they? Okay, so as it says here, Paul talked about it in the book of Hebrews. He talked about it in Romans chapter 8. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, if you have hope, you're looking for something. 
And if you have faith, you trust and believe that that is it's able, God is able to bring it to pass. And so as it said about all of these great people, the faith that talked about Enoch here who was translated, uh, it, it talked about Noah who had faith. It talked about Joseph who had faith. It talked about Abraham who had faith. And so we all should have hope and faith that God is able to do those things. And so as I said yesterday, uh, it, it was a very good day for me simply because I have that kind of hope. And see, that kind of hope is better than, than riches and gold and anything that this earth, this earth can provide. That, that is not a, a carnal belief. And so that kind of uh, hope and faith is what keeps you going. Right. All right? Gets you up out of the bed in the morning. And although you're having maybe some troubles that day and some struggles, they allow you to overcome them. That kind of hope is what drives you through this life. All right. And that's the folk we might have. And see, that's what we talk about, living our lives for the Lord each and every day. See, when you have that kind of hope, you're living your life for God each and every day. You're, you're hoping, you're praying that God will deliver that promise to you. But if he doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're not going to continue on another day. And even if you have to go through fiery trials, you're going to be like Job. And you will never lose your integrity as far as serving the Lord. Now, uh, I, I tell you, uh, many people, they cling to what is referred to as the, the golden rule, you know, in other words, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And that is, Lord Jesus did say that. He said that. And also, if you look into, uh, as they say, the, the, the old covenant, the covenant based on the, the blood of animals, you know, no, uh, Moses told the people, he said you should, people, a lot of people don't know that, but he said in Leviticus that you were to love your neighbor as yourself. That rule has always been there. But I'm going to tell you, you cannot accomplish that without sincere love for God. See, you can't do that without sincere love for God. I'm going to tell you, the agnostics and the atheists love their neighbors too. They love their neighbors. They, some of them are expert at loving their neighbors. All right, you know, these agnostics, they, you know what they believe. They believe, well, you know, uh, there may be a God and there may not be a God. You know, there's no way to really confirm or prove that there is a God, okay? Well, but the, the atheists just come right out and say there is no God. But they love their neighbors. But see, you got to do more than just love. Your, you got to do it through God. And if you do it through God, you're going to remember what Lord Jesus said. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And embodied in those commandments, of course, is that fourth commandment. And I'll tell you, it's going to distinguish you in this earth and in this life in keeping the fourth commandment. And if you keep that fourth commandment, then you're going to remember Exodus 31, where the Lord said it's a sign between you and, and him forever, the people of God. Isaiah 58 13. You're going to remember all of those scriptures. And you're going to remember and understand then. What the feast days mean, all those things mean to you. The new moon also. And then after doing that, you know what you're going to have, my brothers and sisters? You're going to have a body of work toward God. See, when you 
examine yourself, you, you don't want to be able to say, I remember, I recall a long, long time ago when I had left the church and I used to examine myself. And you know, I used to say, well, Lord, my desire is unto you. <laughs> my desire is unto you. I didn't have anything else I could say. I wasn't really doing much of nothing else. Okay? But see, you want to have really a body of work where you have worked. You have Remember what I just read to you, these people here, uh, Abraham and all these people here in Hebrews, where you have toiled and you have labored for God. And you can look back on that, and that body of work fuels you. As it says, you know, build up your treasures in heaven. Faith without works is dead. And so you have these things, and they continue to, you want to have more than, Lord, my desires for you, and I know I'm on the Lamb's book of life. Oh, boy. That's not very much, is it? It's not very much to say, well, you know, I, I know I'm a child of God. Well, how do you know? Well, I know because my desires are to God. Well, do you serve God? Best I can. That's a very high-risk proposition to serve God like that. You want to serve God, you want to build up a body of work toward the Lord so that, you know, uh, you will be like Nehemiah, even when he said, well, remember me, O oh Lord? He said, remember me for my works, you see? You'll be like these people, you know, and so you indeed will have a story to tell. You have something to say, you know, certainly here in this earth. And then when we have that marriage supper of the Lord, you, you, you'll be able to talk with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and all the people about really what you did also. Because as it says here uh, in the book of Hebrews, it says, I want to read this. It says, this is chapter 11, by faith... Let's see. I'm okay, and it says, and what shall more, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms Raw righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of aliens. Does that sound like someone who had an easy way of it? That sounds like people who sailed through bloody seas, now doesn't it? And so, just as we say, if our four parents had struggles, and we know we're going to have struggles too. And so, but I tell you that uh, God has not as of yet called on any of us to encounter some of these things that that our foreparents encountered and had to overcome because I tell you, Lord is a merciful God, and, and we are subject to the reproach. You know, that we've been thrown out of our land we, we have no, uh, no real identity. I talk to people, uh, and they have identity. They can relate to a homeland, as they call it. You know, well, you know, when, when I was in college, or I meet people at different seminars, you know, you know, 
And I'll ask them, what's your, your uh, I used to say nationality, but that's incorrect because one of my clients corrected me one time uh, when I asked her what her nationality was. She said, the United States. She said, I've been in the United States uh, for a long, long time. She said, but my heritage and my ethnicity is from the Philippines. And so uh, she, but she can point back to the Philippines. You know, many Hispanics can point back over to Europe or over to Mexico. But we as a people, the only thing I know is Clarendon, Arkansas, where my, my grandparents live. You know, I didn't, I, I don't ascribe to any of these, these uh, websites uh, where they uh, go back and they trace your heritage, uh, you know, as far as trying to find out where you're from. I'm, you know, like many of you, I'm not concerned with that. You know, I'm just concerned with where I'm going. Okay? And so I know that I, indeed I am of the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so I'm going forward. But we don't have a heritage. We have been subject to the burden of the reproach. But uh, I'm going to tell you, there's a victory for the people of God. 